the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. We're going to have a good show today. We're going to have a couple of congressional candidates. We're going to have uh, uh, Christina Vila, who's running for the state senate down in the Will County area. Uh, Gino Young, who's running for Congress, he's coming in. He, I, I think he's going to call in now. I think I just saw an email message where he's going to call in. But, you know, I <laughs> so much stuff this has that has happened this past week. You know, you got the J6 committee, the sham of a, a committee, I should say, because <laughs> anytime, anytime that, you know, you have one party that appoints everybody and there's no pushback, there's nothing that anybody can, you know, I mean, all it, it just seemed like, Attack Trump Fest. That's why I got my. If you if you're watching by Rumble or Facebook, because you know YouTube still has me locked down uh, because we talked about election integrity issues a couple of times, and they gave me some. Um, <laughs> they went way back on my show on one of them and gave me a strike, and so we can't go live on YouTube once again. Um, but we are on Rumble, Black and White Radio, and on Facebook. So while while you listen to the show, go ahead and share the link. Um, call in today three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. But as I looked in, and I watched this this sham of a, I, I I couldn't stomach it anymore, because I mean you, you have Liz Cheney, you have Adam Kinzinger. Uh Where was Banks, Rep- Congressman Banks? Where was mm. where was <laughs> I heard that? Uh, where was <laughs> where were, where were these people? Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. the people that were that would have been able to push back against. Uh, and 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 pose it from a different per- and have a different perspective of what happened on January sixth. And look, I've said on this show there are some people that 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 were at the J six um, um, day. Uh, they should be in jail. They committed crimes. They should be in jail. But to continue to call this an insurrection mm-hmm. when you saw what a true, real, or coup, and what you and when you saw what happened, what where, where, where we saw a real insurrection was in Afghanistan. That's what an insurrection really That's looks right. like. What you saw on, on January 6th is not an insurrection. It is not not what it also wasn't some guys coming together and having some fun. No, there there was some there was a there was a criminal element to it. That's just that's just but to try to tie and say that President Trump, you know, there's a there's a conspiracy that where President President Trump had a part to play and 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 somewhat quasi organized this. Come on. That's because if you had if they had that, 
if they had that, this was the perfect time. You're in prime time. That, that's another reason why I said to myself, this is a sham. You, you want to do this on prime time to get as many eyes and ears as you can. And you didn't get any eyes and ears. People, people tuned it out. Because you know why people are tuning it out? Because people are paying $6 a, a, a gallon for gas. You know? Because bread has gone up. Milk has gone up. Eggs have gone up. And you want to be focused in and you want to make a prime time. No. Fix the problems that people are dealing with today. J6 happened 18 months ago now. People, that's not, that's not at the forefront of what's happening. Convene a committee to talk about why these gas prices are so damn high. I'm on my soapbox. You are. But, you know, I'm glad to have two of my buddies in to help me navigate the stupidity and the insanity of what we're dealing with today. The troublemaker himself, Verlon. Welcome back, brother. Thanks. <laughs> oh, there it is. He's starting off starting right there, right? Okay. I can't believe that I'm going to be the one to find the silver lining oh, in, uh, boy. with this committee. Oh, boy. Do you want to hear? Oh, yeah, wait, 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 we, we get into it. Let me, but I'm also happy to have the bishop himself, the bishop of truth, Cesar LaFleur. I am happy to be back. You sure? I am. You got all am. your grambling stuff you got going on? You lie. G-thing. <laughs> it's a G thing, baby. It's a G thing. <laughs> no, but what, what, what were you saying, Verlon? The silver lining with the commission is Kensinger has been gerrymandered out. He won't be back. And Liz Cheney, last time I checked the polls, were down double digits. Oh, they're, they're, they're done. down double digits. Yeah, they're done. So yeah. she won't be back. Yeah. So we're they're being purged. Mm. You know. So that's all right. You can yeah. have this little sham commission. You're not going to stop Donald Trump from being president if he chooses, if he chooses to run. To. Right. John so, Anthony. That's all right. That's you all right. know why I didn't watch that? Why? Because I think it's not even far. A, not even a few seconds. I tried, but then I fell off sleep and fell off the chair. But I you know. think it's far too early to be watching these highly produced campaign ads yeah. against Donald Trump for the 2024 election. Make no mistake about it. This whole hearing, this primetime hearing, is to damage Republicans, damage Donald Trump, because they are afraid that they have nothing to run on. It's a diversion. Yeah. Don't look at the $6 gas prices. Don't right. look at you know inflation. Don't look at the recession that's looming. People are saying around the corner there's a recession yeah. coming up. The border is wide open. Our schools are failing. Yeah. All of these other things. Don't pay attention Don't pay to that. that. That doesn't matter, right? Look over here because yeah. this is what we want you to but see. Let, yeah. but let me respond to that. Uh-oh. Please do. Let them get it all out. Because when they get the rebuke in November... All of that will be for naught. Then it's still going to be another two years. All this be out of sight, out of mind. Okay. But and when Donald Trump runs, who's going to be thinking about January believe, 6th? I, I don't believe that they're doing this for November. I think they know November's a fait accompli. They're yeah. going to get whooped. They're looking for 2024 because the last thing they can let happen, first of all, just any conservative Republican get in with right. the Republican House and Senate because then they are done. They're right. over. Right. But if Donald Trump comes back wait, in. Wait, but 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 remember this though. They want to bloody him up as as much as, much as, as possible can. because right. because what they what they're searching for. They're searching for a crime mm-hmm. where they can where the, the justice department can that's right. file mm-hmm. charges against mm-hmm. um Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's happening. Right. There's none. The Supreme Court but, cleared him. Well, if, if that's what I'm, that's the point. But do you know what I heard one CNN commentator said that Liz Cheney 
was actually speaking directly to the Department of Justice, directly to Merrick Garland, because they are trying to get them to whatever thing you got to do. There's some charges in here somewhere to charge him criminally, and you've got to be able to do it. There was nothing there for um, uh, Russia, Russia. There was nothing there with Ukraine. But yet and still, two impeachments. It's the same same playbook. Merrick Garland has looked over it just like all the rest of the attorneys. They said he said nothing criminal. So he's not going to bring any charges because he knows it's going to fail. He's gonna, right. He doesn't want to get a loss on his record uh, this but, okay, early. Okay, well, you got to remember. You think the Democrats care about a loss? Yeah. No, he cares about no, a loss. But, but he's not, not in control. He, no. They control him. Yeah, I mean, to a degree. And no, he still can man up and say, well, I, this is not going to Let him try. He won't, yeah, be, he, it, won't be, um, uh, he won't be over justice anymore. And I'm sorry, I don't mean nothing personally, but when I look at Mary Garland, manning up is not the first thing coming uh-huh. to mind. Oh, that's terrible, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but but uh, I wanted to play real quick. I wanted to play real quick what exactly, uh, what, what, a, a snippet of what Trump actually said on January 6th. Now, now what they're, they, what, the, what they're trying to say was that he led this and he was telling him to go yeah. to the Capitol. Yeah. But listen to actually what he had to say. Here it is. Yeah. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol. Now watch this. Listen here. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will... See whether Republicans stand strong for integrity. Now, now if there was any kind of pushback, they would have been able to play this part. That's right. To push back against the narrative right. that, the, that the Nancy Pelosi led mm-hmm. committee is trying to go. Yeah. Right. But people already know this. People have heard this. He said right off the bat, peacefully protest. Right. Where have people heard this? Only Fox News, brother. Right. In Fox News pulls in CNN most of never the viewers. It. And you're underestimating the media. And the Democrats' ability to spin something and manipulate people. Because, first of all, did we really think that Donald Trump was going to be at a press conference and send messages to Russia to do something illegal? Or he's going to be at a debate and say, proud boys, stand ready. I'm going to send you in there pretty soon. Number one, that upset me the most is that they're trying to make a leap and tie him to the proud boys. But trust me, they've done it. But Yes, they Mm -hmm. did. They tried to do it again. Mm -hmm. But people saw the snippets. They know that they cut. Paste it, cut, paste it. They know they're trying to make the leap. And guess what? Out of all the left-wing news medias, only 11 million people tuned in out of 340 million people. They said 24 million. I thought I saw 24. Another lie. Another lie. Another lie. I seen it. I seen the report, 11 million. I just got to say, though, that you have more faith in humans (laughs) than me. To to a point, I do but how many of those were airports and hotels? That's oh, right, 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 right. That's right. People that wasn't not even paying attention. They trying to come here and go where they going. You that, know? TV, that TV just on CNN. It's just on. It's oh, just yeah, well, on for hours and hours. They counted. And, and, and remember, millions of people come through those airports, mm-hmm. so they counting that. And hotels, you got to go to yeah. hotels. Oh, yeah. It's CNN. It's not. It's nobody but CNN or MSNBC. <laughs> I know. I know. You know. Uh oh. You know it. Uh oh. I think we've riled up Philip from Blue Island. Love it. Phil, Dave, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back. You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. 
Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, making moves. I need some room, always Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I think um, um, Troublemaker and Bishop, I think that that stirred up some emotions about January 6th because, you know, uh, Valon, we're in a private text. I won't say what, but you, you, I know you'll tease it later. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're in a private text where somebody basically said that that we no longer love our country because we don't want to keep an open mind, basically, oh, yeah. Yeah. to what's happening with the J6 committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they don't have an open <laughs> That's mind. Right. right. That's what I'm laughing. You know? I mean, come on, man. The hypocrisy <laughs> writes itself. Uh, but, Valon, since we haven't heard from our buddy, he, he, he gave up on us. Right. Phil from Blue Island, welcome to Black and Right. <laughs> Phil, Phil, let me ask you something. Where have you been? Oh, man, you know I've been recovering from my little episode. How are you yeah. doing? Up on my feet. How are you doing? doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good, good, man. I, I miss you, man. I, I miss you arguing with Dan Proft in the morning, <laughs> and I miss you calling <laughs> arguing with me and John. I miss you, man. I know. I know. Well, y'all been gone for a couple of weeks, so I don't I've been miss trying him. to catch up with you. So I don't miss you. So, so. <laughs> Yo, I know you don't. No, I know. Yeah, I, you, you, see, this is the thing. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> Uh-oh. Joe Wilson. All right, how, how do I lie? How do I lie? How do I lie? See, you got it coming back. But look here. Uh, first of all, this guy, you said the bishop that's that's like falling asleep and falling off, off, off the couch. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's me. Uh-oh. Yep. And you just woke me up. What you need? <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that since I was four. You know, so I, I think that's something. You, you need to get that checked out real good, man. Check that out. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, it's but, called but look, age. But look, man. All right. But no. look, we, we do have to remain open-minded and uh, – uh, you know, and I believe that everything is uh, – I know most things are political. I'm not going to be that naive. But uh, I think that I think that once you look at the film of the police and, and this one lady uh, police who was uh, beaten and, and knocked unconscious, and, and uh, when, you, when you look at stuff like that and, and then you close your eyes to the fact that this is really happening and – you played, uh, I'm not going to be long, but you did play just a tape of Trump saying we're going to go down peacefully. But he also, and in, another, in another excerpt, he said, we're going to, and I'm going to go with you. And that, that, that had the uh, Secret Service jumping all into action. You know, the president said he's going to go down to the Capitol, too. But he told these people that, and they got them all riled up and extra riled up. And, uh, and again, you know, you have the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and military what do you expect was going to happen? And Nobody knows. Whole- Nobody knows. You know. You know what was uh, uh, people expected for for them to go down there and redress their government like adults. And, and, well, I got a question, but Philip, who who yes, has sir. the responsibility to secure the Capitol? Isn't that Nancy Pelosi? And why did they turn? Uh, uh, no, 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 yes, no, yes. No, Capitol Police, no, Cap- no, Capitol no, Police. No, you have you have the Sergeant of Arms of the Senate and the who's Sergeant the Speaker of, of the House? Of the House. Right. Who's the Speaker of the House? Right, and right. You and then also, why did they turn oh, down? Wait, why wait, did wait, Muriel wait, Bowser? Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to go to run over my answer? You don't want my answer? Don't ask the question. I'm sorry, then. Go ahead. Okay, you got you got the speaker, no, not the speaker, but the sergeant of arms of the house. Who, who works for who? The sergeant of arms of the Senate. They work for the American people. Um, but who do they, they report this, to? Uh, who do they report yeah. to? 
Let, let me Come on, man. Just concede that point. They work for Nancy Pelosi. Okay. And then they also they turned down the seat, the, uh, the request because people knew in advance there were going to be hundreds of thousands of people coming. They asked the for the National Guard. And the, mayor the mayor said, don't send them. So why were those few police officers that were being so abused? Why were they by themselves? Why didn't they have a perimeter around that building? Why didn't they take the precaution? And why isn't there somebody who can ask that question? I would still answer my question. Go ahead. Right. Hold on. Go ahead, Phil. Answer. Okay. And then you got this. Uh, it's, it's like a commander, a sergeant type of guy. And, and this is another. So it's four people who's, who basically are in control of, of the Capitol Police. And but it's only three of them that have a vote. So okay. you can research that yourself. Okay. 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 And, Okay, so I'm not going to be long, but that's it's it's it has and and again the Senate picks the sergeant of arms of the Senate, the House picks the sergeant of so to to try to blame this on Nancy Pelosi. Oh my God! Is is well, is um okay, Phil? Is uh, well, I, got, wait, wait, I got two things, Phil. I got two things. Yes, sir. Y- you said you closed your eyes and you looked at and saw that. So here's a question: In the summer of riots, did you close your eyes and feel the same way? Did you feel the same way? Did, when, did you feel the same eyes? way when they were burning down police stations? Did you feel the same okay. way when they were when they were taking over courthouses? And did you feel the same way when they were burning down churches? Where, where, where's where's that committee? Where's the committee to investigate thousands of, of police officers injured? Um, a, a few of them killed. Killed forty forty one ki- yeah. killed uh, during the summer of riots. Where's that committee? Because guess what? These people took their issue to the power that they should take it to, to for their redress of government, uh, grievance of government. They took it to government. These other people, the summer, the rise of 2020, they took it out on their own American citizens. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Now, I, I'm not going to say that one is better than the other, right? But Two you don't even acknowledge right. the first Wait a minute, one. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Two wrongs don't make a right. So those people during the summer that was the Floyd, uh, George Floyd and, and everything else that has gone on through the summer in Minnesota, they, this lady shot and killed this young kid. You know, So all these things, yeah, they have. But who takes care of that? Those municipalities. Let me ask you. Let me oh let, 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 let me ask you something. Not Phil. the federal places. Let, let me let me ask you something, Phil. Back on uh, yes, Nancy sir. Pelosi. We're not going to talk about the National Guard because the bishop already talked about that. How about the attack on the Supreme Court justice and Republicans are asking for protection for the Supreme Court justices, and Nancy Pelosi is turning that down as Uh-oh. well. She Uh-oh. said, "Well, let's wait till next week. Somebody Uh-oh. could be dead by Uh-oh. next week." Phil, how about that? <laughs> So wait a minute. Why are y'all deflecting? Why are y'all? No, you're, you're deflecting. What about that? You no, don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to acknowledge Nancy Pelosi turning down the National Guard, which would have stopped the uh, the riot, the riot in the first place. And now you're Nancy deflecting. Pelosi has no jurisdiction over. The, are, are, you are, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious right now? Now, now I know one of you professionals know this phrase: the comatose. Something, something, something. I can't think of how it was pronounced. Posse comatose. That, that, no, no military troops against American citizens. Thank you. A posse so comatose. Yeah. But when it comes to, listen, let me real quick. When it comes to D.C., D.C. is not a state. D.C. is like a government entity, right? And when it comes to who controls uh, the policing of the uh, D.C., that's a presidential power only. Okay, let me just ask you point blank. Who do you, no who do you, who do you think is ultimately responsible 
for January 6th. And if we can print that responsibility on that person, do you think that person should be criminally charged? Who do you blame it on? Honestly, I'm not going to say it's one person, but I believe that once Trump could not find those 11,000 votes in Georgia he was looking for, once he uh, was losing all of these court battles. Only oh, okay, so, so even, don't feel about this. So well, you, you're willing to, to blame Trump, Barr, but you're not willing to blame yeah. Pelosi. You're willing to dr- blame Trump for that. Why should I, again, if it's not Pelosi's fault, why should I just blame her? I, I, want, you, I want you to research that, Philip. Really, I want you to research that. I want you to go and see, find what I responsibility does the Speaker of the House have for securing the Capitol? Doing those, find out who's responsible for that. Well, the, the Capitol Again, Police Board is in control of. Well, it's, it's the police, okay. but Nancy Pelosi is responsible for setting the p- protective posture for for pulling the strings that's at her command to make sure that no, the, the Congress fine. is secure. No lawyer, I'm sorry, no lawyer, no judge, no lawyer, no judge could fall can find fault and Donald okay, Trump's and separation of powers. The, the legislature okay. is separate why, from the executive why, branch. Why? why? Why was everybody trying to call Trump, right? When all this was breaking out, everybody was Mulvaney, uh, um, uh, the, the vice president, all these people trying to call Trump. Can't nobody get him on the phone. So now they call, start calling uh, Ivanka and start calling the son. Start calling, oh, get your father on the phone. Don't even see what's going on down here. Yeah. Get him on the phone and tell him to cut this mess out. They can't find fault find with him. Him. Well, They can't find fault. Phil, I got, I got. You know, when, when we're wrong, we're wrong. Phil is, is is right. Nancy Pelosi does not have direct control of the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police Board. She appoints those. She helps appoints those people who do um, um, have say over the the Capitol Police. That's that's that's. It. Phil's right about that. That's the fact. Thank you. My right. I can see the point. Thank yeah, you. But I, right I, I think I'm, I'm think I'm right because I know yeah. I've heard congressmen yeah. said that they wanted to be in that hearing right. so that they can bring up that. Why was Nancy Pelosi de- uh, negligent in her duty in order to be able to secure that the secure that room? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to do my own research. I think I'm right. But if I'm not, Phil, you're a genius. <laughs> well, you listen, you know, I. I'm in search of truth. Yes, sir. And yeah. when, when 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 something is said that's not true, we you, you, we correct it. Well, it's not it's it. not true that Trump was at fault for anything. No, no that's the truth. At no, that's the truth. Uh, the mayor has a part to blame, part to play in all this too. So, hey, you listening to Black and Right, Philip? Thanks so much for calling us, brother. So good to catch up with you, uh, Dave. Ben and Mitchell, hold the line. We'll take you when we get back. I don't know what we're yelling about. You feel the light. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. That conversation got me a little warm, so I had to take off my sweatshirt if you're watching by video. Don't forget, we're, we're live streaming on Facebook and Rumble. So, you know, all those people... Who listen to the show? Who said I don't want to look at look at it on YouTube? Well, we're on Rumble. We're at, we're on the website five sixty answer dot com as well. Before we we we, we talk to our next guest, I want to get the the I want to clear the phone lines. Uh, we Mitchell, welcome to Black and Right, brother. 
Hey, how you doing there, Team Aries, Team Taurus, and the Bishop? <laughs> the bottom line is this, folks. It's nothing more than a red herring, a gigantic distra- uh, distraction, okay? By the way, the, the, whole idea, the whole idea here, okay, they say by the narrative that, you know, it was such a threat to our democracy. Well, whether it was Pelosi, uh, the captain of the Capitol Police, or the mayor of D.C., who all told the National Guard to stand down, you can't have it both ways, yeah. right? So what they did was they cut and pasted certain images to what I call create this narrative that's a ruse. This and a lot, this uh, along the sides of the Warren Commission is an acidine pseudoscientific sham. Okay, and what people <laughs> have, don't realize is that they did this to the, to manufacture consent. Okay, mm-hmm. to, to get you to be distracted about what's going on with oil prices and our economy, which is going down you know, the drain. These are all aspects That's to true. get you to, to. And the reality of this is this. Okay, if this was such a threat, right? We don't. Eisenhower brought in the National Guard. JFK brought in the National Guard. Uh, James Meredith in 1961 at University of Mississippi. But no, the National Guard is told to stand down, and they have the temerity <laughs> to talk about how this is such a threat to democracy. You know what the biggest threat to our democracy What's is? That? It's Democrats. Uh oh. I love this guy. Travesty of a mockery of a sham of a mockery of a travesty of two mockeries of a sham. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you something. On WCPT, they they are known for being the gigantic liars. Yes. I put them to the windshed. I basically you gotta you gotta call these people out, man. The bottom line is that we're in an impasse where we cannot trust these radical Democrats because That's true. what they're portraying, they're projecting a bunch of lies. Yeah. It's a ruse, okay? Yeah. And the fact of the matter is that they have the temerity to go on prime time, right? Because they know that they want to basically try to persuade independence in 2022. And good luck with that. <laughs> if anybody votes Democrat, okay, look at what's going on in America. Yeah. Look what's going on with all these shootings. Look what's going on all, in all these Democrat-controlled cities uh, and, and carjackings, right? All right, so I look at it as this. Do not buy into it. Keep doing a good job. And one thing that we all got to stick together on is, is that you fight and you fight hard. That's Have right. Have a great day. All right. Thanks so much, Mitchell. With that, everybody said amen. Hey, amen. Mitchell. Amen. Mitchell. We have, a, we have a surprise for you, Phil, oh, Mike next from week. the north side next week. Please tune in. Please be the first ones to call it 12. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. Ooh, it's going to be some hot radio happening here. <laughs> and I love that word temerity that he used. I use it as often as I, as I can. I, said, I might start. Yeah, start using that one. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> temerity. <laughs> Thought you was going to catch me with that I one. Did. Huh? I did. No, I'm just kidding. Um, as you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons why, I, uh, that's one of the reasons why I take people who are running for office. I, You know, either they call me or I reach out to them and say, hey, I need, I want to have you on the show. Because I, I really believe, you think we'd have something like this happening had the Republicans taken over the house, taken over the house? No, none of this, none of this crap would have would have been would would have happened. But here we are, and that's why I, I reached out to Susan Hathaway Altman, who's running for the 11th congressional district, which is currently occupied by the laziest probably politician I know uh, in the 11th congression. I won't I won't even say his name because. Uh, the same person who thought I was a Democrat just because I'm black. But, you know, it's, it's no, neither here nor there. Say his name. I, I want uh, No. Uh, I'll have Susan if she if she chooses. Say his name. <laughs> Susan, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. And um, I have a lot of respect for you and oh, uh, you. your time in Illinois politics in thank the you. House. I know how hard that is. Yeah. I think Illinois politics is probably the hardest. I mean, when I look at my um, aspirations to be in the federal House, I feel that. 
it it is very important and it's um, going to be something that you know is a great undertaking. Yeah. I look though at the problems in this state, and I and I really have a lot of respect for those of you that serve, but also the uh, candidates that are also running for uh, positions in Illinois that are Republican. So. Um, yeah. His name is Bill Foster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah, guy. That guy. That guy. The smartest guy in the room, but whew, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Susan. No problem. No problem. No, but, 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 but you know, why, why choose to run? In the, do, you, do you reside in the 11th Congressional? I do. I reside in Geneva, Illinois, okay. in a great community called Mill Creek. Oh, and, oh yeah. I know, the, I know the area. Yes. Yeah. And so my kids go to school in Mill Creek, uh, uh, my daughter's 13. Um, she's going to the middle school. Um, my other daughter is 19 and just graduated early just because of you know, kind of what they were teaching in high school. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't take it. I couldn't take it anymore because they were at home in 2020 and I kind of figured out what was going on there. And it was, yeah. So she graduated early and is um, attending NIU. She's a dancer on on the team that uh, performs with football. And uh, my older daughter is 32 and she's a foster child uh, that oh, I adopted. Nice. And I had six foster kids over the years and we love Mill Creek and we love Geneva. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place to live. Yeah. You know, Susan, when we come back from break, I want to, one of the things I want to know is what motivated you to jump into the, the, this race. And you know, what, what was it something in particular that motivated you to jump into this race? And and why should the people of the 11th pick you over Bill Foster? You listening to Black and White? We'll be right back. This is Black and White with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, the Bishop of Truth. And before we went to break, we were speaking with Congressional Candidate for the 11th District, Susan, Susan Hathaway-Altman. Uh, and Susan, uh, well, what made you, what was it, what made you get involved? Because I, I'm always interested to know why people want to get involved in politics. Because politics is nasty, it's dirty, it's ugly. I'm sure you've probably seen it. Right. It's 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 it, it it's all about destruction, you know. And well, so what made you want to get in it? And why should people of the 11th district pick you over the 19,000 people that are running for that <laughs> that's seat? That's right. That's right. You know, I'm a normal person. I have a normal life. I have great kids. I live in a great place. I've got a great job and a lot of support, uh, family support. And I, I got to tell you that during the pandemic, I had a very strong, like, visceral call. To run, it was like mm. the Holy Spirit was telling me you have to do this, yeah. um, because at that time our freedoms were being thrown out, and there was probably the biggest smash and grab for power this country has ever seen Ooh. by what I call a leftist super PAC. Wow! And I, um, you know, I, I just couldn't stand by and watch our beautiful country and this beautiful state of Illinois just be ruined. And I needed to do something, and I felt very compelled. And I'm determined, and I won't stand down. I, I'm a constitutionalist, and I believe in the Constitution of the United States, all of its amendments and its articles. Yeah. And right now, um, they're, they've been extremely um, thrown out. And yeah. I want to make that right again, and I'm the person 
to make it right. I'm here to fight to bring your freedoms back. And, and, and Susan, it's, it's, you said you have 30 plus years of supply chain and business experience in corporate America. Yes. Um, are we at crisis level with our supply chain? We are. You know, I'm, I, yes. I, initially, I thought it was conspiratorial when they were talking about all these food plants being, you know, fires with all these. I thought it was conspiratorial. So I kind of started looking it up. And you are starting to see a lot of this stuff happen to our, our, food, our food distributors. Right. Are we at critical left, critical mass at this point when it comes to the supply chain? We are more than at critical level. And uh, that's what's so scary. So... Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up because I'm gonna say that there is there are two major problems. It's a macroeconomic problem and it's a microeconomic okay. problem. So the macroeconomic problem is very simple. It's energy, right? Yeah. So energy. This is simple. I anyone in this room and anyone your producer, everyone in you know um, listening today could solve this very easily. Not Susan Hathaway Altman. Uh, literally have to start getting the oil production back up, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, turn the faucets on and, you know, we're great. But, but the leftists um, have their, you know, sustainability religion yeah. and they have to stick with that. Right. So gas prices, they want them to go up to, you know, four digits. They want it to be $10 and above because then it, it just solidifies what people will do, and that is really run to all of the sustainable uh, platforms for, you know, driving, yeah. so, you know, um, sustainable air fuels, and which I do agree with. I, everybody wants a better planet. I know I do, yeah. but that's a big... So you asked about the supply chain. So that's the biggest problem we have, right? Gas. Gas prices, right. all the products, yeah. they're made with gas. The, the microeconomic problem we have is with the supply chain. So it's a global problem. The, prob- the biggest problem we have on the supply chain is we don't make enough mm-hmm. products mm-hmm. or raw materials here in the United States. We have more than the capacity to do so. Right. So when all of that was shipped off, and I'm from Pittsburgh, and my dad was in the steel industry, and he lost his job right before I went and was going to go into college, which I never did. I have an education now. But he lost his job wow. right in, the, in 1980. Same thing is happening here. If you go back to what... What was happening in 1980 and right before, you know, I joke about it. We're in the 70s, but we are. Um, Long lines of gas. Absolutely. So micro on the microeconomic side, we really need to uh, do a few things. One is we need to correct U.S. production. We need to correct uh, regulations that are um, miring down the processes at plants um, nationwide and globally. And we really have to take a look at um, tax as well yeah. to you know we're treating our uh, corporations in this country terribly yeah. and acting like they're the enemy especially and here in Illinois that's correct um, but the bishop is the only one that's, that's you know he he was alive back then <laughs> yeah I actually was I, I was old enough to buy gas back then too but you know listening to you and then reading your list of priorities uh, it seems to me you have your priorities in order you know you say you're called to run by the holy spirit i appreciate that and one of the first things you list is upholding the u.s constitution which i believe is is vitally important now to go back to paying attention to the constitution but you always also mention parents voices first in education reform yes and i kind of want to ask a question about combining them because i believe one of the struggles we're having is the parents having no voice or no input into what their children are learning in government schools. Right. So much so that I'm advocating for parents to get out of government schools. But what is your commitment when you say education reform? How do you see that taking place? Well, I can tell you that on the education front, um, from a federal perspective and what I would be doing in the U.S. House, the 
the power that I would have is to defund the Department of Education, yes. and that is the Ooh. number one thing I would do. So you're for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, I will support all of our local politicians that have um, and local groups. There's lots of groups. Yeah. Awake Illinois, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, in our district, Shannon, and others, um, Shannon um, and others that are really fighting for these issues. And I will support them wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and the candidates um, because it's more important the candidates here in the state mm-hmm. with yeah. with the parental issues and the education issues that we back them because I absolutely agree. Um, you know, for some reason, this government wants our parents not to have a, a voice with our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's deplorable. Yes. Yeah, yeah it is. You know, it, we call it indoctrination. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. We have a centralized form of government. I mean, yeah. education. It should be. It should be back left to the local control, to man. Local, absolutely, I believe that with everything in, in within my fiber. Um, Susan, we got to go to break. Verlon got his little beady eyes up, so he he can't wait to ask a question. And and, and I love his question that he's going to pose to you because I think it's uh, even during my time in the, in the general assembly, you know, it was one of the worst forms of, of adoption. It, it's it's still the one of the worst things. Uh, in the state of Illinois, we got to do better. You listening in the Black and White Radio on AM five sixty? The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. That's Marvin. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> More Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with the troublemaker who's causing a lot of trouble during the breaks. I wish I really how that he said we we if there was a way we could have the breaks, especially like on Rumble where we can continue to talk. Some of the best radio happens during the break. <laughs> every every host I hear yeah. most, mostly said that's the yeah. best radio. Uh, before the break, we were talking with Susan Hathaway Altman, who's running for the 11th Congressional District. But like, you had a question for her. Yes, Ms. Altman. I want to stay on the topic of children for a second. You you said, like, before a couple of breaks ago that you adopted a child. Yes. Do you agree with Gary Rabine that we should use resources to make it easier for adoption? Absolutely. I absolutely do. And, you know, I, I, I adopted my child. Um, she was the uh, third uh, foster child I had in Michigan. And I had six total, like I said, and came over to Chicagoland in year 2001. And um, she was still a uh, she was adopted child of mine. She's legally blind. And so she needed services here. And I just assumed she would get the exact same services that she got in Michigan, but she got absolutely no services, hardly at all here. And it was just sad. So, and on the adoption front, I didn't agree with a lot um, of their policies here. So I decided to stop, I'm sorry, on the foster, fostering front, I decided to stop fostering children here uh, because I, again, it was, it was so difficult uh, to your point. But we definitely have to fix this system because we do need great foster families to take on the older children. Um, I've always taken older children to my home and 
they definitely need the help and uh, they definitely need a great family environment. Yeah. And, and Susan, I'm so I'm, I'm looking at your website. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to see mental health is one of the um, involvements, things that you're involved in correct, currently, because I think we're going to have decades old problem with mental health coming up with because of what what has happened during the virus. And I think there's so many people that we, we've yet to see the full um, impact of, of what the, the these unintended consequences by these elected officials. Um, but I really appreciate that. But and we got a minute left. I want to give you a pitch. Why should people vote for you? Where can people find you? Should they want to get on your um, team? I think that people should vote for me because I'm a true soul coming out of this state with the intentions of this state in mind, as well as the American people. I have a great background in business that can fix the problems of this broken supply chain. And it goes on in infinite infinitum. It's there's so many issues right now that need to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, we need to work on that first. We need to make sure that there's somebody that can fight for you. And I fought my way up from not having an education back in Pittsburgh and being a Burger King management manager to an executive at a very large firm for many years. Where can people find you? www.susan4congress.com Facebook, social media? Uh, Susan Hathaway Altman. All right, Susan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Uh, pretty One impressive candidate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You listen to Black and Right, Hour 2, coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back. Hour two of Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed that first hour, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast. You don't have to worry about commercials, and you can hear me anytime on the go. Please, if you're um, on any of the social media platforms, I am literally on every last one. Gab, Gitter, uh, True Social as Black and Right Radio. Please go and like and support and uh, share the links with Rumble. We're on Rumble today and Facebook. As I stated in the first hour, YouTube has canceled me for the last, what, two weeks, I think, Off Daddy. And uh, I guess hopefully we'll be back next week on, on YouTube. But I, if I get one more strike, they'll ban my, they'll get rid of my page permanently on YouTube. <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of work on YouTube. I miss my YouTube people commenting, wait, going back and forth. Wait a minute. How you going to get banned after three strikes? And I know Dan and Avery got more than three strikes. I've, I've, Sean, uh, he's been had 100. He's, he's, done, he's well, done. He's done. You have to differentiate between copyright strikes, right. which, are, which are, they come, you know, like shotgun yeah. rounds uh, every day. Which is Facebook. Music we play. It's just literally bots picking up the music. You dispute it. It goes right. away. And then there's community um, strikes. content or community strikes, yeah, which are if you... Talk bad about a COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah. If you talk about the election not being square, if you, yeah. yeah, there's a number of different sort of landmines that you can step on. Yeah, um, according to the Alphabet Company, and I have like, which I is have. literally called the Alphabet Company, mm. Braun, So don't laugh. Wow, 
I have three. You gave me the first one, though. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not surprising. When you I, I'm sorry for him. I'm you not sorry, sorry for saying what I. Yeah. I'm not sorry for saying what I said because it's the truth. But I'm sorry for John because that, that, I'm not, don't be yeah. sorry. Okay, it's a badge of honor. What are you talking all about? All right, all right. I don't know what you're talking. I know about. you love your social media, though. Well, you know what? See why? Because you're not on there, huh? All right. So, <laughs> whatever. I, I want to play this. You and I were talking about the Michigan cop that was just charged for second degree murder. I don't know in what world that these people are charging these people for this, but I want to play the entire traffic stop and act the actual lead up to the actual shooting. And I want, I want, because, because so many times people don't play in, 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 in its entirety and can't really come to a conclusion because they're only taking snippets. So what I want to do is I want to play this, this audio in its entirety. And then we just go and start analyzing. I got, I got my say. I know Villan has his say and I know the Bishop, you know, has a say about what he feels about this. It, be, it'll be truth. Well, well, the Bishop of Truth. That's why. That's why your name is that. And I want. Then, and then after, I want you to you give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred and 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 let's discuss should this officer in Michigan be charged with second degree murder? Here we go. Stay in the car. Get in the car, dude. I'm stopping you. You have a license. You have a license. I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? The plate doesn't belong on this car. Do you have a license or no? Do you have a driver's license? Where is it at? Get it for me. The plate does not belong on this car. You hear the language barrier? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a big problem. First, the first thing that started him, jumping out of the car. But you know he was over the limit. Yeah, but jumping out of the car. Here, yeah, see? They're talking. No, no, no. See? Tensed up. Resisting. Remember, totality of the circumstance. Chasing him, caught up with him. About to bring the taser out. Fighting the cop. Now you say he's a good, but I mean, bro, yo, what's up, man? Struggling. Yep. Stop. Okay. Right, here it is. Stop good, come on. Good, not resisting. Not good bro. calling out the commands. He knew enough English. There's a taser. That was the sound of a taser discharging. Let go of the taser. Let go of the taser. You heard that. Let go of the taser while he's struggling. See the fatal gunshot in 10 seconds. There it is. Okay. There it is. Okay. Now, I'm, uh, 
after the bro- the fraudulent broadcast, okay, they were playing this back to back to back. Me and a group of my family, <clears throat> black people. I'm gonna show you how people see things differently. Yeah. Now we watched this whole thing, mm-hmm. and the first thing that came out of everybody's mouth, except for me, you know, I didn't want to be mm-hmm. attacked, so I tried to, you know, middle right. Yeah. I tried mm-hmm. to be reasonable. No trouble. Mm-hmm. No trouble. Not that day. Um, they said that he really wasn't doing anything. What? So they they did not see why the officer took lethal force. Now, I'm gonna be reasonable about this. The reason why, and I don't know the laws in Michigan. It varies from state to state. I do not. Most, be- use, most use of force is pretty much the same. Now, as far as, yeah. yeah, it's most of, most of the, the the policy of it is mostly the same throughout. Now, they may, there may be some standing orders that that are created that extend some of it. You know where they they their cops have to take an extra step, uh, but mostly it's. Uh, if it's, it's like, deadly force. It's deadly force. Yeah. Well, I I do not believe this officer should be charged with second-degree murder. Uh, but I know why they charged him with second-degree murder. It's because he shot him in the back of the head. So it's like that's where people get upset. You know what I'm saying? Because he shot him in the back. You know, it's been a long-standing thing if you shoot somebody in the back. No, no, no. Depends on depends on the circumstance. Depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Because, because, because I don't know. Now, I was trained with the taser in, in the academy. Now, that's a weapon that can immobilize a person mm-hmm. really quick because I've been tased for five seconds. It's a five second hit, and man, it feels like I'm in. It feels like you in hell. Mm-hmm. And if that guy was would, would have been able to grab that and, and and maintain control of that taser, turn around, hit the cop with it, <clears throat> easily take his gun out and shoot the cop. Now, unless training, unless it's changed since I've been out of the academy, um, he, when he when he touched that taser, he signed his death certificate. Yeah. You know, but the unfortunate thing is today, when you get into these kind of situations, facts matter less than what the emotional response is going to be. And right now, that's a good time to drop it in. (laughs) Because it's all about, there you go. It's all about the feelings. You know, what does this make people feel? Forget the facts. Forget the totality of of content, what is in. Society has gotten to this point now that if it's, especially if it's a white cop. Right. And it's a shot of a black person. It doesn't matter what that person was doing. It doesn't matter what Michael Brown was doing. It doesn't matter what any of them doing. It's the fact that this was a white cop killed a black guy and feelings become involved. Right. Before people know the facts, they're already marching. They're already protesting. And politicians are afraid of that. Right. He He ain't do nothing wrong. Absolutely. And I I, I said all the time, feelings won't even allow me to say this without getting pushed back. (laughs) In most of these situations, if people would just obey the cops and stop resisting and stop running and stop fighting and stop grabbing for stuff, they would still be alive. Okay, I hear exactly what you're saying, but I just told you I was around my family and they yeah. all said the same thing. Uh, he didn't do nothing. Okay, I want to respond back to you. Remember John uh, at the Wendy's when the cops stopped the guy and then he I took the taser in Atlanta. and he shot, yeah. but, but he shot the taser. That's the reason why those cops got off. This guy never got the taser and he yeah, got shot in the Excuse me. He had his he had his hand on the fighting. Okay. Listen, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I, listen, the first thing that would have would have made me step back, he jumps out of the car. Mm-hmm. Something's right. Something's not right. I'm sorry. You know, that that was his first mistake in my opinion. Jumping right out of the car and and and, and he failed to follow any of the commands that the officer was giving him. But you know what the left is going to say? He was fighting for his life 
they he may have felt he didn't he have was fighting to. for his life. Did he run? Right. He did run. He I ran from the police. And right. then when the police yeah. caught up with him, did he struggle? It was a struggle yeah. with him. Yeah. Right. And did he put his hand on the taser? Yeah. yeah. So do you think this guy, if he had an opportunity, would have gone the extra step and maybe right. disarmed that cop, got the gun, maybe that's shot reasonable. him? That's so reasonable. Th- this cop is thinking that. But it's the totality right. of but it. But people today aren't reasonable. Because they are emotional. Oh. That's our point. Bring the song back up. They're emotional. It's all about feelings. Right. It's all about how does it make me feel? Feelings. We'll be right back. Nothing more than a feeling. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back. <laughs> Because it sounded good, that's why. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker in the bitch. I forgot to get her on, uh, Susan on, to say, because Susan said Marvin over George. I heard it. You heard it. I lose. You lose. Today. No, you've been lost. Yeah, then. you've been lost. Oh, you, you, you wasn't listening. The judge was right here and agreed with me. The judge, yeah, he listened he to Frank Sinatra, yeah. but he still said George Michael was yeah. better than you Marvin ain't black. <laughs> yeah, Nino. That was his only blemish. <laughs> you know, but, but going back to this this shooting, um, Valon, what was what 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 he was under the influence? What was he his, was under the influence? BAC four times, I believe, over the limit. With what? What substance? Alcohol. Okay. So, mm. but but see, the thing about it is, I used to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like I keep during the break, like you say, we, it's the best moments. Listen. Back in the day when I was growing up 20 years old and I was watching cops on TV, those cops wasn't scared. Nowadays, these cops are scared. They're scared over everything, losing their job, their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's not that they're scared. I think we've created such a um, an, envi- an environment. They're tim- timidity. Because I saw him being timid as if he really didn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But once That's going to get cops killed. But once doubt enters your brain, something's gonna something bad's going to happen. If it was me... I get that arm. As soon as I felt him going for the taser, that arm is probably going to be broken. But but guess what? He'll be alive. And guess what? If if you want to bring me up on some kind of charge for breaking his arm, go right ahead. His hand was on my taser. I didn't kill him. I broke his arm. Yeah. You know yeah, what but, I'm saying? But, but all cops aren't like Hulk Hogan like you. You know, right. you just do all this wrestling <laughs> stuff. Sometimes people are in fights and they feel their lives are threatened. And, and the cop is just like anybody else. He wants to what go What do they always say? Mm-hmm. More training for cops. Yeah. So guess what? You you gonna do like that cop did in um in New York with Gardner? Grab that arm, grab that neck, and he was a big dude. Well, you can't and grab he choked the neck him out. But, and, and Gardner died, right? Yeah, but he and, did. And, did he get charged? No, he didn't. But what was the what was the the social response to that? You want to? And don't we use you that every why, time when we talk about why it was the social response? Breathe. Because mm-hmm. it was about fifteen cops. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about one cop. Did you see the dude? How big he was? Oh, but still, it was fifteen cops. They, mm-hmm. they, it's always going to be a different about, scenario. Wait, time out. No, no, time out. See. It's, it's, see, it's, it's that it's that mentality right there. People who have never been in cop, been a cop, and had to go into a fight. That's right. Caesar, you you been military police. Military police officer. How, how right. strong do people get when they hype up on drugs? That adrenaline goes. He wasn't and, man. He was just selling cigarettes. He wasn't on drugs. But, 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 but no, he was like seven hundred pounds though. Bro. But listen, it's still. You ever, people, wait, tell me. Have you ever gone against? Have you ever had to take down a, a, a guy of his size? No. By yourself. No, that's out of my weight. Exactly. But the but the bottom line is, this was one guy on one guy. They both was about the same size. Mm-hmm. No. That guy wasn't oh, that oh, big. Oh, I thought you were right, talking right, about right. Garner. I thought no, you were talking no, about Garner. I'm off him. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about one-on-one. One-on-one. 
he should have been be able to immobilize that guy. Listen, I I regret anybody losing their life. And just saying with this this situation. But I think that when we do this armchair quarterbacking in all these situations, trying to say that the cop had a responsibility, not I think a lot of cops wind up dead that way. Yeah. There was a there was a, a, a female cop who really should have drawn her pistol and fired it, but she didn't because she was afraid of what the social pushback was going to be, and she almost got beaten to death. And you know, so I think we put these cops in a situation. You know the argument that my brother always gives me: mm-hmm. you chose that job. Yeah. You know you can die when you work that job. So you have to have the mental acuity for that job. And, and many of them do. But they have a they have a responsibility to themselves and their family to try to make sure that they don't. And as long as it was within the law, if you know if you're not doing anything No. That argument gets weaker and weaker every time it's used. I work in healthcare, it's not law enforcement. But guess what? Every time I encounter a deadly virus, you know what I say? This is my job. This did, person did, needs did help. You, did you and just I have try to, to so compare? It doesn't wait, wait, matter. Wait, did he, he just, just try to compare policing yes, and, and being a nurse? With, with this COVID that we just went through and everybody was going crazy? So, so let me ask you then, because from what I'm hearing, are you saying that a police officer, because he knows he can get killed, he has a responsibility to if, sacrifice his life so he doesn't kill the person he's he's fighting with? You 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 signed up to I, sacrifice I, your life for the greater no, good. No 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 no. When to, I was to a, that guy, time out. When I that was guy, a, excuse even me, that guy. excuse me. Oh. When I signed up, I signed up to protect and serve the citizens of that's of, right. He's a of, citizen of, of the community. Guess what? He was a threat. He became a threat the moment he jumped up out of that car. The moment he tensed up his arm, he became a threat to that cop going ten forty two. And you know what? I, me, what I've always said about going ten forty two. I'm going ten forty two. And, and it's not a forever 1042. It's going over the radio. I'm signing out over the radio 1042. And, and as, as long as that guy posed a threat, he's going to be he I'm had that, the threat. He had that guy on his stomach. You mean to tell me he couldn't give him some elbows to the back of his head? You can knock somebody out just by hitting him in the back of the head. Not a bullet to the back well, of the head. let's go back. But an elbow like boom, and it's over. But then, Knock him out. So then what happens? He kills him that way. What happens if he kills him, he breaks it's his bad, neck? It, it, it's it's not, better than the no, bullet. it's not. Not in this new climate. It's, it's not. better than the bullet. This new climate, they don't care. I know they don't care. That's also outside of official procedure. Correct. And so that yeah. oh, you're all into a whole <laughs> new world of lives, If the guy We're lives. We're doing this WWE yeah. Yeah, yeah. policing over here. <laughs> if the guy lives, I'm not being charged with murder. I'm not being charged with manslaughter. At the most, I'm getting charged hey, with Vlad. battery. Vlad, challenge. I'm not going to jail. Vlad, challenge. Challenge for you. Okay. Go to the 10th or the 11th district in Chicago, CPD. Oh, I remember them. Request to do a ride-along. Okay. Request to do a lot. Ride-along. Remember them back in the 90s? Yeah. 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 They, 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 they was doing what I'm saying right yeah. now. They will beat your butt. Look, yeah. but, but, 111th? Yeah. yeah. But no, cops no, 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 the 10th and then the, the oh. 11th district, oh, oh, okay, the west okay, side. Okay, okay, okay. I'm yeah, talking but, about 111th. But, but yeah. cops yeah. also, there was a time they had to shoot people back in the day. Yo, this it was rare. Anything it was rare. It was rare. It was rare they was killing uh, uh, even gangbangers. It was rare that they shot them dead back in the nineties. They'll beat your butt. You get your well, butt. You, you pull a weapon, you gonna get shot. Oh, if you pull a weapon, and if you, you go weapon, for his you weapon, go for I don't weapon. Even, they didn't even have tasers back. Then. No, but you go for the weapon. It's the weapon. It's the Who? weapon. And did, did you hear? He explained it. He says if that guy had gotten his hand on that taser and could have deployed that taser, immobilized him. All how how do we hold on? Like a shot. How, how do we times? know that he's not going to get the gun? Wait, hold on, wait. He asked you a question. Well, so the point is, if, if how do we know that if he can immobilize that police officer with that taser, that he won't take the gun and kill him? Doesn't matter. What? How many times in the nineties? Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't matter? Because you don't know. You're talking about shoulda, woulda, coulda. How many times in the 90s did you hear about even a gangbanger going for a police weapon? Guess what? This is 20. This is 2022. It's a different citizen. Full content. 20 dudes lined up. Time out. 
Time out. Time out. Guess what, though? Back then, the gang leaders, they knew you didn't touch the cops. Not nothing. Because it would bring too much heat. It would... It would it would, it would it would shut down. That's right. Because cops were cops then. Yeah, cop and, got hurt back in the day. They would round up the entire right. neighborhood that's and right. bring everybody right. and charge everybody with every single thing they could that's find right. in their pockets. It was a heat nobody wanted. Yeah, this is twenty twenty two guy. This is another era. We're in a different era. We're in a completely different era when, when it comes to police. And these folks don't care nothing about killing police officers. Nothing. Well, that's true. Have, what, nah, nah, you're not gonna get no argument with me about that. Didn't we just have one one or two yeah, shots yeah, in Chicago? Yeah, yeah we did. We you did. know these people don't care. I mean, listen, they don't, this new generation of people, they don't care. And they will shoot a cop and think nothing of it. What I, I've always said, you're right. There needs to be more training for the police officers. There needs to be more training for citizens. There has to be a place where we can understand, come to a happy medium. The police officers have a responsibility. You as a citizen have a responsibility. And your responsibility is not to fight the police, not to, to engage in combat with the police. You're going to lose that, first of all, most of the time. Yeah. But then you, but see, you have a responsibility as well. We have got to stop making excuses for people Boom. who do things wrong and then suffer the consequences for it. And now you blame everybody else instead of that individual. It's not my fault what Michael Brown got killed. What say you? How are you going to do that when you got the news media telling you that you're a victim and the cops are the bad guys? Well, that's what I'm saying. That people have an inherent fear. People have that. You know that. And they automatically get defensive. Wait, wait Bishop. When you were a cop and the cops pulled you over, did you, get, did you still have that gut feeling? <laughs> I was a cop when I got pulled over. Yeah. Because you know why? I, I knew I did something wrong. Right. So, so, you know, accountability is coming. But I also had sense enough to know, you know, to, even to this day. Yes, sir. You know, right. how are you, sir? Well, yeah, me too. I, me too. I, I be, but I don't cuss him out. I don't well, jump no. out of the car on him. No, and then if he wants to arrest me, I'm not going to fight him. I'm not going to. You know, the YouTube is ruining this as well. Everybody think they can get a case and get paid. Yeah. Because somebody's going to videotape yeah. it and the cops are going to be in right. and they're going to get some money and the lawyer's going to come because we've rewarded this bad behavior so Uh-oh, often Allah. that everybody is trying to replicate it. So now you're a police officer and you're dealing with that. You pull over a car and you dealing with that. Somebody jump out of the car, they run, they tussle, they fight with you. And and, and you only have a split second to make the decision. These decisions come quick. And yeah. then if you've ever been in a fight for your life, when you thought, right. I am fighting for That's my right. life here. Because if I lose this fight, I could lose my life. You don't have time to be going, well, maybe I'm going to give him right. the benefit of the nope. doubt None. and think that maybe he's just really a good guy down inside. He's just had a little too much to Thank drink. Thank you, Bishop. Villain. Thank you so much, Bishop. I'm, t- I'm tired of getting ganged up Just sit over there and take that L. I'm tired of getting ganged up Take that L. Just sit over there and take that L. Hey, John Vince, right. when we come back from break, we'll take your calls. We'll be right back. You don't know what I'm silent. Do your killings are wild. My dog is with it. You... It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all Welcome back I'm to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer your I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio Villain, take the L Just take it, let's just see, take the L Let's see what the call is Just take the L, come on, I'm, ho- ho- I'm, ho- I'm ho- not ho- done yet Hulk Hogan. They may uh, agree with me. Go. You all ganged all right, up. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Loser crushing. John from the Northwest <laughs> Side. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. Uh, I think Vlan 
hit it right. He started to say, I think it was him that said, you know, it's a fight for your life, right? So that was me. If I'm going to court, and I'm on a job, right? Yeah. So I've been in situations, and you're fighting with somebody who first off, the officer has in his mind, this guy doesn't care That's right. that you're the police. You're fighting him. So guess what, man? In 2022, it still matters that you, as a police officer, see somebody that says, I, they don't care that I'm the police. They're going to fight me. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's a special kind of crazy, stupid, yes. and dangerous. Yep. And yes. also, you got to take into account, again, if I go to court, I say, guess what? I've been, I've been fighting this guy for five minutes. You know how you're drained? Yeah. You ever see? You ever? You ever try and box a little bit? Yeah. Like, I have. like make it through a round without without almost winding yourself, yeah. dying. You know, of of of, ty- of being tired. That's what's going on. Yes. So in the, in this officer's mind, it's super reasonable to think this guy is still willing to fight. He gets that taser. I have zero left in my tank. None. He's gonna he's gonna kill me. And, and 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 guess what? Not even not even that he steals the gun. But that's obviously something you have to think about. Mm-hmm. But he gets on top of this copper, and Beat he's you. just Beat you beating him to death. Yeah. But John, John, him to death. but John, trust me, a wrestling match, and I've been in those, is way worse draining than a boxing match because you get to dance uh, around oh, with I boxing. Know, okay, now, but, I know. but but let me let me ask you something. You you see what happened right. to all the officers? In the George Floyd case and all the rest of these, I, I, I don't have enough time to talk about all the different officers that had just went to jail. You will rather kill this guy and then lose No, he's everything. not killing. You know, cops don't kill. Oh, listen, stop okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. A person died. Bottom line is, the outcome of all those cases was murder and he killed and they killed somebody. It was a, it's been judged. It's a, it's a rap. You would rather lose your whole life Instead of just trying to lose your life, mobilize that guy. Right. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> lose your life. So let, you let me just die. Right, John. a reasonable a reasonable person has that fear yep. in his yep. mind, and, and, and that's what you have to prove, yep. right? Reasonable so, person, stand it. That's right. You're a person. You're still a person. You're a police right. officer. You have training, yes. But when that, guess what? You're looking at it possibly door uh, death's doorstep comes into mind. Every person has human nature to survive, and that's, that's right. what's going on you know, in this police officer's head. He and made a good point and brought up a memory. It's ridiculous. Uh, right. I, and and I, I definitely agree with, 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 with John. Right. And Verlon, see, we, we don't know what point in the shift this officer was on, what call that he came to prior. I mean, you don't know. we don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. So to say that wrestling, you get tired more. No, dude, the mental strength that you have to have. Uh, the emotional. To be, the emotional outflow, to be a cop. Right. And the physical strength. That's a lot. I, 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 when people say, oh, that cop should have, he should have just took him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's not how it works. Well, well, did well, this listen, resemble a wrestling match so much, or John. a boxing match? No, but it's, actually, I've been in one of those tussles as a military police officer with an individual, and I'm fighting this guy for like five minutes, like this police officer said. Right. I'm worn out. I'm not only drained because of the exertion, right. but it's also it's the rush of adrenaline. All of these right. things are going around, the things of confusion. Right. You know, when you get into this Tunnel situation, vision. you're not sitting there thinking, oh, let me try my Batman move number 360. Hey, you're fighting quickly, for your life. How quickly does tunnel vision? No, no, it just sets in and all of a sudden Immediately. you just... You just Man, and so I, I want to give these police officers that are placed in that situation, none of them want to kill somebody. No. I don't believe they want no. to kill somebody, but by the same token, they don't want to be killed. Yeah, let's let's go back to the phone lines. Vince from St. Charles, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys, I love the show. Um, yeah, you know, maybe you should get with a taser, Roland, and then see how you'd react. That's I mean, true. Then, 
then you would know how it feels and what you can do or you can do. Right. Can't do. And also, what about you're in a wrestling match? You're going to compare a wrestling match with a ref standing right there with a, what's going on with a cop? Ouch. That's a bad comparison. I mean, it's good. It's a fight. Right. No way. Come on. That's a matter of life and death. You know it's a matter of life and death. Well, you take a chance. You take a, a chance of going to jail for the rest of your life, losing your wife and not being around your kids and watching some other man raise your kids. I'm not taking I'm not If I'm dead, all that's going to happen. Hold on. Let me clarify. If I'm dead, all that's going to happen. Right. I'm breathing. Guess right? what? If you're right. dead, no, I'm not breathing behind bars. If you're dead, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, but but watching that from behind bars and you got to wake up to hard legs out every day, oh, I'm done. God. Let me get it straight. I'm done with oh, it. So, so you being dead don't matter? No. Wait till this show go off. I got, no, no, I no. got something in the car for you. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Vince, Vince, what'd you say? I said, it's easy to say when you're looking at the situation. But when you're in the situation, That's you right. can't say, oh, I got to worry about this and that. You're worried about your life. And That's if you true. hit with a taser, then you're done. Then what do you do? You, you accept death every day, oh, Vince. Boy. You accept death every day. I'm not going to – I can't worry about tomorrow. Verlon, let oh, this go. God. All right. Vince, let, thanks let, so much for calling. Let this go, Verlon. Vince, Vince made a very important point. Verlon, <laughs> sign up to be tased. Because once – I think that's a very important. Because once you've been tased, you understand just how – dude, you're incapacitated. Dude, I couldn't move for five seconds. All it takes is milliseconds to kill somebody. You listening to Black and White? Right? Jim, hold the line. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who taking all type of L's today and the Bishop of Truth, Cesar LaFleur. Vallon, you, you made some, when we were in the, in the coffee room, you said, I said, um, I would rather be pepper sprayed than tased. I've been both. The reason why I would rather be pepper sprayed than tased as an officer, I can still be in the fight. Because I took it, listen, in the mouth, up the nostril, in the eyes. So it hit me in the mouth, nostril, and eyes. And I'm like, that stuff burns like heck, right? So they sent us to this event where we had to um, we had to fight with somebody. We had to handcuff somebody. And then we had to shoot a gun. I was able to still do that. But when they told me to put my hands behind my back when I got tased, mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything. I was like, I can't. <laughs> because the charge that goes through that is, is like none other. I still laugh. At the fight I had with a guy, and I was beating him up. And this guy went into his back pocket, and he pepper sprayed me in the eyes. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was I was young. We, this wasn't we were, a cop? This was a... No, we was in high school. Oh. And he, he no, wanted... I wish there was video of this. He <laughs> was bullying my little brother on the video game. Mm-hmm. When they had them stand-up video games, mm-hmm. he kicked him off the video game. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. And I went to go beat him up. This man pulled out pepper spray. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... I was beating him up. But once he pepper sprayed me... He was just like Muhammad Ali. He was all around me, hitting me all in. The, I couldn't see him, couldn't catch him, nothing. I had that pepper spray, and it burned. Yeah, so now imagine you, this guy, if he had the intent of killing you. 
if you had no way to be able to defend yourself, he could have done that. Yeah. And listen, I, I, I will, you know, I appreciate the, the, the police officer that called in, and I appreciate all the people who sound like themselves. both of them were Vince and John. Right, right. They people were police officers, and they get into these situations. But he said something that really stuck out at me. He says nowadays people don't care. Right. That that you know it used to be. I mean, back in the seventies, it was the police. Right. You know, oh, here's the, here comes the police. You know, these the people fuzz. don't care. They don't but care these that you're prosecutors, these Democrats, and these people that are emotional care about that person you killed, and they're going to send you to jail. Feelings. Well, okay, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you go to San Quentin talking about feelings. I think the problem is actually, it's that that is the problem, but it's actually larger than that, right? Yeah. Because, you know, growing up in the 80s, if, if you were screwing around somewhere else, and some adult came right. up to you and said, hey, 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 yep. you would ride your bike away as fast as possible right. and pray to God they didn't know your mom. Absolutely. And they're consistent. Because they don't care about being It was a general respect of authority. Talk right. about it. Even if you didn't know who that person was, the fact that it was an adult and they were in a place they were supposed to be and you weren't put you in jeopardy. Now, there's they, they don't care. But, but Caesar, does that lend to your, your issue about fatherlessness? Absolutely. Right. Because there's no respect for authority because they have been under no authority. Yeah. You know, how can we expect them, for instance, like, you know, I always want people to recognize the authority of God, our Heavenly Father. But if they don't have an earthly father yeah. that they've learned how to respect, then they're not going to respect that. Right. And if they have no respect in the home, they're not going to have any in the streets. In the streets at right. all. Absolutely. So, you, wait, especially in the streets, especially if, if they're, they're around any gang members, you know, there's a level of respect that they'll have for them. Because that's a fear that they're going to lose their life. But anybody else, there's no, there's but, no healthy respect. It's not a respect for authority in the sense that authority keeps order. So that's why we have disorder because there's no there's no boundaries. There's there's nothing that people won't do. If I want it, I'll just take it. And when you have society not punishing people to do that, then they're more emboldened to just keep taking. And if you resist me, I will take your life. If you, if I don't respect my own life, what am I going to respect yours? That's fair. And if they don't respect the brother that lived down the street from them, what do they have respect for a cop? What are they concerned right. about his life at all? I, I need some time to respond to that. Let's talk to Jim. Yeah, let's. <laughs> let's Jim South Elgin. What's up, buddy? Also sponsor well, of the show. You got to get your thoughts together. Yes, sir. <laughs> a proud, proud, proud to do so too. Also, Thank you. I, I was calling about something else, but so we're talking about things in the home. Um, I have a situation here. It's not serious, but. Both the parents smoke a lot, and they have a daughter who's 22, and she smokes a lot. And she's got this, like, little, not a tumor, but she has, like, little, it's called a mucositis in her one of her sinuses. Because we took a, you know, we did some work on her, and we could see on the one side it was there, and the other side wasn't. And I said, you know, I'm a libertarian. It's your life. Do what you want. But when you smoke a lot, you know, these things are aggravated by things like that because it gets in your sinuses and it irritates things. Yeah. She says, well, you know, my parents both smoke and blah, blah, and so <laughs> it kind of gets passed down. So it's sort of the same thing. You're sort of, with how you're raised up is how you're going to behave. And that's, that's why homeschooled children, for example, uh, behave much better than, than that's those right. parents. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, true. In fact, I have, I heard a conversation the other day on Liberal Talk Radio. They're, they're dissing it. It's like, hey, you know, how are the CPS schools doing for kids? You know, and all these other public schools. Right. They're, well, that's because they, they want to keep them locked in. Hey, uh, Jim, I need yes, you to listen next week because I think you and someone needs to kiss and make up. No, well, no, he no, challenges Jim. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna bother. But that that other radio station uh, canceled culture. Right. Uh, they canceled Theo Hardeman's show and uh, Raza Zadiki's show because of some, you know, things like myself and other conservative callers. We're calling in, and they say, well, it's our radio station. We can have on who we want. 
Mm. Well, that may be the case, but the reason why they invited me to call in is because when people call in with challenging views, you know, it lights up the, the phone lines. It's, yeah, more, right. it's more interesting radio than the same old stuff. And that's why you know most conservative callers always welcome liberal callers. Yeah, right. They don't they don't right. screen them and deny their uh, their 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 entry on the dance floor, so to speak. Well, that's because you know, we, we do. That's because we believe in the freedom of speech, the Constitution. That's right. Though they don't, right. they want to they, they want to turn the Constitution into toilet paper. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's Jim. Right. They want to suppress. Where are you? Well, I'm are in you my home? office. Oh. I'm just getting done. I got to go help my cousin clean up my uh, aunt's house and uh, all that boring stuff. Nothing exciting <laughs> this week. <laughs> well, have fun. Thanks so much for calling us. Thanks so much for sponsoring this show, brother. Good show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You said you said no, no, no what, kissing and making up, huh? No, no, no kissing I, I, wanna, up. I, I don't want it. Not now, not until next week. Let's 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 have some explosive radio. You listen to the Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer. To Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the Troublemaker and the Bishop. What, what's up with the beady eyes and the spread because of your the, nostrils? You know what? You all jumped on me and you did not tell me that Phil was on my side. What? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Yeah. About the, what did he say about the police? I'm, no, I'm, t- I'm saying he would have been on your oh, side. Oh, he would have been that. on my yeah. side. Oh, okay, I thought he was talking to you. No. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. He no. would have been on my side. With you. Maybe. I, I don't think too many people have been on your side on that one. Oh, that's because when you talk about it's it's better to be dead than go to jail. <laughs> no, no it's a lot did of you, people. Did you really hear that, that though? You said you would rather die than to go to go and fight a case that you could possibly win. And like I told George, do you feel like it's like I told George? Out of all the recent cases, how many police have beat their case? I think it was one out of about eight cases. That's not good odds. Well, they said I would rather be. Indicted by twelve, then carried Carry by, by six. six. And and to be fair, the ones that you hear about are the most egregious ones that right. get all the media attention. So there probably are quite a few trials yeah. for excessive uh, force uh, or for deadly until, force that don't. Until you show me yeah. evidence, uh, that's that maybe stuff that you know that you're reaching. Okay, look, and all of the people that say H- what have you, you heard just of said, the Google machine, all the people that you just said right. that rather be judged by twelve than carried by six has never been behind bars, and and, and you know and and and. They, they they wouldn't a lot of them wouldn't do it. People don't have the patience for that. They're not built for that. Somebody from the suburbs that has a nice house, he don't want to lose that seven hundred thousand dollar house and leave his kids and his wife. If he thinks he's going to leave his no. kids temporarily and get a chance to come back, that's better than me being gone forever. Okay. How you many don't people get out of wait, wait, you don't out, get out of dead? To prove George's point, do you know how many people have been shot and killed by police officers the past year? How many? Take a guess. I mean, you know, it's it's not. A, Take a guess. Un- unarmed or just a okay, just, probably, just probably, probably this year or last year. Just answer the question. Maybe seven. One thousand forty-nine people have been shot and killed. Shot and killed by the police. Okay, in the past year. I'm, I'm talking. According you know to what? the Washington Post, you think about unarmed. the unarmed. I'm no. thinking. I'm going straight to unarmed. Okay, but but to George's point, mm-hmm. okay, a lot of them, and 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 they put up a paywall, or else I would have been behind it, because uh, I've been on this site before. They this act. They actually the Washington Post since 2015 has followed every police officer involved shooting, the mm-hmm. unarmed and the armed. Right. But it's behind a paywall. Maybe Yeah, but you got to break. break it down. When they're armed, yeah, of course they're going to beat the case. But, but, but the, we're talking about unarmed. That guy was unarmed. Yeah. Okay, you got you to gotta keep it in perspective. 
yeah, technically he was unarmed. And you know that's what the running thing was for a couple years now. He was unarmed. Let me a correct you. black man. Let me, let me correct you because arms is not just having a gun. Correct. An uh, arm could be I got a bat. I got I, I got a hammer. Right. I got a crowbar. A and there are people who want to see cops convicted because right. they say you could have shot him in the leg. Yeah. I wish they would stop watching TV because nobody know. trains you to shoot somebody in the leg. Yeah, but the, right. The, so I'm saying so it was over a thousand cases, and we only hear about these sensational ones. How many ones. was armed and how many was unarmed? You get convicted when you kill the unarmed guy. Well, would you uh, put would you put that guy paywall. would you put that guy in the armed category if he's grabbing my taser? No, he wasn't armed. That's why in, I said from the beginning. That's, That's why, why you know he didn't get the taser. I'm, but he, See, didn't get, he, didn't, he didn't get the taser because he, he got the guy. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. That's the bottom line. He didn't get it. What prevented him from getting it? Him Being getting, shot, him in getting shot in the head. Oh, so he ended the threat. He didn't try to kill him. Remember, police do not kill anybody. They end the threat. Yeah. 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 And you how know? many people are going to uh, side with you when they judge you? Was the guy a true threat or not? See, you don't know that. Well, he just got through pointing out there have been over a thousand shootings, and we only hear about a few because in the most of them, they're being said this was justified. But you, right. you're still skipping over the armed and unarmed. The okay. guy was unarmed. I'm going to okay, try to get behind the paywall Here comes to look up to watch the post. Okay. Um, I'll send it to you and see if you can you can get on there Okay. Uh, to see what the unarmed arm okay. was. Guess what? It doesn't matter if a person is unarmed. Doesn't matter, man. If he's they a can threat? choke you out. They can all type. They don't have to have a, a weapon on them for for you to end a threat. Simple as that. Simple as that. It's that simple. He's out choking somebody else, getting ready to or hurt or harm somebody else. The officer has to engage him. You listen to the black and right hour three coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, like hour three, black and white radio on AM560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway, and the Bishop of Truth, Cesar LaFleur. Uh, Verlon, I mean, you've just been taking mad L's, man, all day today. You Are you feeling, are you all right? Listen. Taking them elbows. Oof. <laughs> We're not getting the right people to call in that's going to take oh. my side. You know, you just, you all just want to gang up on me today, but yeah. that's all right. That's all right. I'm used to it. Red. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, what's happening here in our politics in 2022, uh, one of the things, I, as I stated earlier with, um, Susan, who's running for Congress in the 11th Congressional District, I always like giving people a voice because one thing you learn in politics, free media can be good sometimes. <laughs> and not a lot of people like to give it out. Um, and then when you look across the state of Illinois, Bishop, how many how many people who are black or, or so-called persons of color are running on the Republican oh, ticket? Oh, a lot. Yeah, I didn't count them all up, but, you know, we've got them, you know, from the top of the 
governor, lieutenant Max governor. governor. Max, yeah, we I mean, got Max two, governor. Two, Max Solomon. Yeah, two black men running against for the governor. Yeah, Richard Irvin. Right, and then our friends, Latasha and yeah, Stephanie Trussell. Stephanie Trussell. Running, absolutely. And Felicity Joy. And, oh, wow, it's a whole lot yeah. of them. Yeah. And, and then we have Christina Vela. Did yes. I say it right? Yes, you <laughs> did. Great job. Uh, who's running in, I believe it's the 21st, correct? No, oh, the 40th, the 40th district. district, 40th district, 40th district, uh, the state Senate in the, for the 40th district. Yes, and uh, I actually got to know her from, uh, we were helping a pastor where well, we were trying to deal with North Point. Yes. And I forget the name of the pastor that we, we all met and we were trying to figure out how we can. Um, pastor Posley. Pastor Posley, that's it. Yes. And, and figure out how we can bring uh, better resources to the, the, the south and the east sides of um, Joliet. Mm-hmm. And I knew right away she was going to be a leader. So, Christina, <laughs> this is a question anybody that comes on the show that's running for office because I always say you may want to get your head checked because running for office can be <laughs> it can be grueling and it can be ugly. It can be just just filthy nasty. What what made you jump in and run uh, for the state senate here in the state of Illinois? Uh, they called me. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't want to run. To be completely honest with you. I felt the need, though, when I did receive the call. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like if you were called to be here, yeah. it, it was from a higher power. It yeah. wasn't just because some random person decided right. to pick up a phone one day, in all honesty. yeah. So, yes, they called to see if I would be willing to run. Um, oh. They've heard great things about me. They know my values, yeah. who I am as a person, how kind, caring, giving, and what I really want to do for the community. Yeah, What is that? So much. Yeah. <laughs> um, mainly, I want to lower taxes. Yeah. That is one of my major issues yeah. because we have lost over 130,000 people in yeah. our state within the last two years alone. And then another 118,000 was just in the last year. Mm-hmm. Those aren't just anyone who is leaving. Those are taxpayers, yes. business owners, people who have the ability right. to leave. Right. That's where our funds come from. No one wants to take away our officers, our firefighters, our public work services. Those things are important to keep within a community. So how are those bills going to continue to get paid? Right. That's why them pushing businesses away is damaging. It is. Because when the businesses leave, that expense doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. What it's going to do is get passed over onto the residents. Mm -hmm. So how are they going to be able to afford to stay here? Well, I want to ask you... um do you agree with Gary Rabine that a one and a half percent cap would bring more people and more businesses to Illinois so and it would help us generate more money? Um, I definitely can agree with him on putting a cap on things. How much? That I'm not 100 percent. I think we need to really evaluate the numbers and see there. What we need to do is make it more attractive. Mm-hmm. And what we can start doing is by taxing the value at the proper land value amounts. Mm predominantly with commercial businesses and commercial properties. That's our first step. You have places in the Southland that, I mean, their taxes are $115,000 a year. Mm-hmm. How Sheesh. can you expect? Hey, yes, yes. Did you feel that number? Yeah, I did. $115,000 a year for one property. Do you know what? It, it killed me at 10000 a year. I was, I was uh, around some people and uh, out there in Westmont, and they was telling me, 
that their property taxes was ten and fifteen thousand, and now you telling me a hundred and what fifteen hundred and fifteen thousand oh, or eighty five thousand, somewhere in that range for a commercial property in an area that looks like it's dying. Yeah, it, yeah. It, well, it is dead some in some regards, and it, it needs to be brought to life. Yes, they're killing it, and they don't understand how they're killing it, but it's mainly from those taxes. Christina, you're running as a Republican, yes, and sir. I can tell from your fiscal comments that you are conservative fiscally. Yes, sir. What about socially? Where are you on the abortion issue, pro-life issue? Where are you on school choice? Talk about that a little bit. Oh, I am a pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, parental choice, all the way mm-hmm. type of gal, okay. to be quite honest. I am definitely a conservative mm-hmm. in those aspects. Okay. I have a track record that is proven. I am personally a teen mom, so no one can question my yeah. pro-life choices Well, that's, that's wonderful to hear. <laughs> now, you're going into a house, state house, that's, to me, I just call it deplorable. You know, some of the positions they take, especially when it comes down to the life issues and what we're dealing with when it comes down to school choice. And so how strong of an advocate for school choice will you be? And will you protect the parents' rights in Illinois to make decisions about their children's education, even when it comes down to pulling them out of the government schools? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As a parent, I believe I should have the choice Mm -hmm. to do what is in the best interest of my child. It is my duty to ensure that I am putting out a good citizen who is responsible in this world. That's right. And sometimes you have to make difficult decisions. And that may mean you have to homeschool or you have to go to private school or you just don't want to go to a public school that's in your area. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know, that's what we had to go through. Mm -hmm. I didn't want my children to go to the high school that I went to. Mm -hmm. So I moved them to Frankfurt. Right. And they went to the school that I thought would be in their best interest. It's still public school, but it's a great school. It's a great school. Do you live near Frankfurt? I'm in Frankfurt. You know where Fat Rosie's is? Yes, I do. I eat there all the time. They have really good food. Really good there, too. I have two questions for you. Yes, sir. How do you feel feel about the attempted attack on Kavanaugh and his family and the over-sexualization in our schools here in Illinois? I think everyone should be protected in one way or another. And I don't think anything should, I don't think any of us have the right to cause harm to another person. That comes from that pro-life standpoint. You know, if you are truly a Christian or a conservative, then you're supposed to believe that life begins at conception and ends through natural death. Harming another person does not fit in alignment with that. So, no, I don't think that that's correct. And then the over-sexualization of our, our kids in our public schools. <sighs> that is terrifying. Comprehensive sex education in particular. You know, SB 818, you know, the, and, and the requirement for any school that teaches sex education have to use the comprehensive sex education. Yes. I can understand teaching so they're not naive. But you have to do that in the right periods of life. Right. I've actually taught sexual risk education. I've been a volunteer on and off for over 19 years. I've worked with the Women's Crisis Center, which is also a Mm pro-life institution, and we'll go into high schools and try to teach them about the risks. You don't try to encourage, Mm -hmm. and you don't try to change Mm -hmm. either, Mm -hmm. to be quite honest. I'm really concerned, particularly when it comes to our little ones, kindergartners, first, second Mm -hmm. graders. Why would you even try to have those type of discussions with them? Mentally, they don't even have that capacity yet. Mm I mean, isn't it until they're like eight years old or longer? They don't even yeah, understand. about eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why would you 
give them the opportunity to question something that they're not sure of. Let them find out who they are right. before you start right. trying to indoctrinate them into what you may want them to be. If you haven't already seen it, I would love to be able to share with you some of the curriculum and some of the other things that's going on with the comprehensive sex programs. They're basically sexualizing children. They're, they're grooming. They're, they're grooming them, the right, yes. the grooming aspect of it as well for the alphabet people, but also just in generally trying to get kids activated in sex. Mm-hmm. Illinois Federation, I mean, Planned Parenthood and others have a vested interest in that. You know, yeah. Yes, on my page, there is a defund Planned Parenthood sign the petition thing, which I know people are so angry with me <laughs> about it. Please don't be angry at me. It's not necessarily for the reasons you may think that it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I received a survey from Planned Parenthood asking me if they thought if that I believed it was acceptable to teach sexual education to K through 12. Mm-hmm. There is a huge difference between teaching a kindergarten that's this right. versus a 12th grader. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Wow. More with you when we return from the break because um, I want to find out how people can help, how people can get on board with the Christina Vela campaign. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and the bishop himself. Before the break, I feel like mentally I'm going to butcher it already. Watch it. this. We were speaking with candidate for the 40th, whatever, bishop, (laughs) Senate seat, Christina Vela. That is correct. You did it. You did it. You know, but I, I've been watching some of the stuff that people have said about you. You know, you're not conservative. You're huge BLM supporter. And uh, I mean, set the record straight. Who is Christina? Okay, I am pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-parental choice, pro-lower taxes, pro-veterans, pro-law enforcement, pro-term limits, pro-election integrity, and pro-economic development. Hmm. How does that not fit in with conservative yeah. values? Ask yourself that question. Hmm. I mean, I that's that's those are some those are most of the tenets that I agree Sound with. Sound like a conservative well, to me. Uh, I'm gonna tell you like this. Two of those issues on your list are never happen. You'll never get people to term limit themselves, especially here. I in, will. In Illinois. You. I will. Still I'll won't. vote for it. You'll I'll vote. put up legislation and I'll call people out for not voting for it. Oh, okay. All right. I, I intend to be a voice. I'm just, I'm just saying it won't pass. Somebody else beating you up. No, that's all right. <laughs> I, I, the people need to hear that. Oh, I'll come. <laughs> He's been getting beat up all day. Don't let that prettiness fool you. That's right. I heard that. He's been getting beat up all day, so he's he feels a little defeated over there right now. And, and number two, how in the heck? Can you have election integrity here in Illinois when they accept mail-in ballots with names scribbled on it, addresses that don't match, and people same-day voting? You can just walk up. You don't know if you're they're an illegal alien or what, and they can just vote. How can you have – this state's done as far as I'm concerned as far as uh, integrity. So how, how do you get that passed? Well, it starts with your candidates, mm-hmm. to be quite right. honest. It starts with us treating each other with respect, first and foremost. Not lying. That should be held, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. 
it's not after you get elected and then we've got to spend hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in, in court fees to try to prove something or get rid of someone. It should start from the very beginning. Yeah. The Illinois State Board of Elections should be able to have a little bit more control. I had an issue because someone decided to put my address and my mother's address and my driver's license number and date of birth and all this and that. And it's like, what is the matter with you? Wow. What, what you know, you're opening me up for an opportunity of fraud, vandalism and yeah. many other things. Yeah. And I wouldn't do something like that to the next person. I think that we need to have respect for one another. You don't always have to agree on an issue. At the end of the day, you can agree to disagree, but still treat one another respectfully. Wow. Bishop? No, I'm just blown away. I mean, you, you sound like the perfect person we need running nowadays. Yeah. And I think to answer your question, how these things happen, is we got to elect better people. we yes. got to elect people with our principles, you know, and our beliefs, and who represent the will of the people. So I applaud you for accepting this call. Where are you on immigration? Now, you, you're from, you have part... You gave us your well, let, pedigree. Let her, what, yeah. what is that pedigree? Right? You like <laughs> yeah, it's seventy million. So I am Ukrainian, Mexican, Native American, and Hispanic Black. You could go to war with yourself. <laughs> and I'm a conservative Republican. There you go. <laughs> and so where where are you on immigration? What's your opinion about the border? We situation? do need to protect our mm-hmm. borders. Okay. At the end of the day, I mean, we can be polite about it. We can argue about it. We can disagree about it. Mm-hmm. But something has to be done. Yeah. I mean, you can't just have random people walking in here with no type of documentation. Mm-hmm. Correct. But we can treat people humanely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. But personally, I think we need to completely, we need to gut the entire system yeah. mm-hmm. and fix it and, and make it, a, I mean, bring it to the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the first thing we can do with an immigration. Um, but, but Christina, but I, I want to... Can I follow yeah, up real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because on the immigration <laughs> thing, the other thing I talk about in that is coming to America, you're supposed to assimilate. You're supposed to come here to be Americans. What do you feel about those who come and want to be like, for instance, I'm just going to say Mexican. Just going to be well, Mexican. I was going to pick on the Mexicans. She's Mexican. I know, but we can pick on the Ukrainians, the I, Russians, the you know. Yeah, but I don't the live Polish. next door to that But who come and are not willing to really assimilate? But they are coming for the economic advantage. They still see themselves as Mexicans living in America. Well, usually most Mexicans look at themselves as Mexican-Americans once they're here. Okay. And they're mm-hmm. very proud to be here, Great. to mm-hmm. have these type of opportunities, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. What we see in media mm-hmm. is going to be completely different than what we see of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I experienced that firsthand. I went to Africa last year. Mm-hmm. And what we see on TV is nowhere yeah. near what it's like right. in real life. Right. I want to hear about it. Oh, it was wonderful. I had such an amazing experience. You know, when you see TV, it's these poor children who are starving, living in these deteriorated huts who can't even drink water. And then when you get there, it's like, wait, we're riding around in a Porsche. What part of those those exist? What part of Africa were you in? Those exist, though. I went to Ghana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ghana. But you still have different areas within there, just Mm -hmm. like we have here. We have areas that are not very wealthy and the ghetto of different communities. And then you have other areas that are very wealthy and very well taken care of. And then you also have your middle class areas. Yeah. Same thing like we have here. The difference in what I did see there is less control on everything. When I got there, they said, go ahead. Welcome to freedom. Take your Uh mask off. Mm -hmm. You can breathe fresh air again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, here's what I want to know. I want to give you a minute. And I want you to lay out why Christina should be the 
next senator from the, the 40th district. Um, I'll give you that minute, minute, minute and 15 seconds to talk about why people should vote for you. Okay. There's so many. How do I begin? <laughs> the most what? important parts. I think by me being multicultural, it offers a lot of opportunity because I've had insight in so many different worlds. I have been poor. I've been around very wealthy people. I've been open to so many opportunities that others may not have had. And then at the same time, I still struggle like your regular everyday person. And I have been through it to where I understand what the needs are. I'm a realtor, so I am in people's homes. I am in people's businesses. I have to know what's going on with their family, with their finances, with their housing situations. What are their particular needs? So I talk to so many people so often, and I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for that. And I think that that's part of what helps me transition into this position so very well, to be quite honest. By being a realtor, we already get up and we fight. I go to Springfield every year for our capital conference, and we are fighting for private property rights. That in itself is a huge help, and I don't think regular everyday people even understand what that's like. Even a lot of realtors don't even know, to be quite honest. You have to take it upon yourself. With my volunteer work, I have done that my entire life. Since I was a little girl serving coffee in church, they would try to give me money. I didn't want money. I was just doing it to do something nice. And I think we need good-hearted people who genuinely care and want to do good for others Mm -hmm. in these type of positions, who are open to ideas that are outside of their own. Mm -hmm. I am not all one way. I have the ability to sit centered and listen to other people and what they believe. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it is my duty to vote in the best interest of my district. And that includes everyone in there. I am on the streets. I am knocking on doors. I am going everywhere I can to try to meet people. Even last night, I was out until 1030 at night putting flyers on cars. (laughs) Do not be mad at me if you found this on your car. (laughs) At the end of the day, I'm just trying to get my name out. Okay, regular media outlets, they're not letting me boost ads and things like that. And that's okay. And I don't have the budgets like these billionaires do to run these heavy campaigns with billboards and everything else. Yeah. So I'm out here on the ground and. I would appreciate if people can support. There's so many ways. How can they do it? And what can they find you? Social media platform? I am on social media, Christina for Illinois. My website is Christina for Illinois. Everything is the same, but my name is spelled differently. I am K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. For Illinois, of course. <laughs> who, who messed that up? Your mother, your father, who misspelled it? You know what? That is the, like Ukrainian the Ukrainian spelling. That's yeah. Ukrainian, okay. And then the yeah. Vela is my father. Who's okay. Mexican. Become more cultured, Bishop. Yeah. Well, Christina, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank uh, you for really appreciate me. you coming in. And um, have, are the realtors behind you? Yes, they are. So has Greg cut the check? Um, Greg cut should check, be soon. <laughs> Come on, Neil. Greg, cut the check, guys. Yes, we could use that You got a check. fundraiser coming up? I am putting together a golf outing now, so that will be the end of this month. So please go to my social media, Christina for Illinois, or website to where you can find out. And please come out, support, and have a wonderful time. All right, Christina Vela. Oh, nice meeting you. That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. Vela. No. Vela. 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 Do not forget, vote for Vela. I award you no points. <laughs> we'll be right back. I got nothing. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Sub no. Stop.
Welcome back to Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's ready to cause some real trouble because the Al from Rosemont is on the call online and the Bishop of Truth. Uh, but before we go to Al, Christina, I got a, one question. Sure. I had to get this on the air because troublemaking is losing. On the record. On the record. Marvin Gaye or George Michaels? <laughs> it is definitely Marvin Gaye. Oh, Milan. Who has the better appearance? Oh, the scruffy oh beard. Doesn't oh, matter. Oh it's not always about appearance. There you go again. That <laughs> voice, though. Oh, oh, I'm done. That? I'm ready to move on to this ah. this other guy. You, you need to be done. Thank you so much, Christina. You're it was right. wonderful to meet you, and, and good luck out there. Thank yeah, you. let's go to Al from Rosemont. Al, your two favorite rhinos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been chasing, playing, man. I've been chasing <laughs> you, Al, for months. You come on Sean's show and call me a rhino. You had him off balance, but I'm not off balance because I've been listening to you. I'm not coming to fight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I got something I got to get off my chest. Wait, 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 no, the man's wait, wait, coming wait, in wait. peace. Let's, let's, He's let coming him, in peace. Let's let him make his statement, yeah. and then you do I, it. I do, no, I do, I do have a, a question from you all. You know, I, I, and I, I thought... And here's my, here's, and I apologize. I'm jump into this because I was I was prepared to talk about that. I wasn't prepared to talk about that rhino statement. <laughs> you know, I, I was just poking the bear, brother. I well, no, man, I, I, I know what you. I, 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 let him finish let him first, man. Let him finish. Go ahead, go ahead, Al. <laughs> so my, my whole deal is this narrative being pushed by conservative radio that you got uh, to be a black conservative, you have to abandon. Uh, the realities of systemic racism in America. That I, I think that is a false narrative being pushed by uh, some of the radio show uh, guys like Sean Thompson and Dan. That if you believe in systemic racism in this country, you cannot be a true conservative. Well, and see, I think that's a false narrative because the base is expanding right. and it's going to be bigger. So we just have a better way to deal with it through empowerment. Right. And the liberals have their way of uh, turning people into victims. Right. Well, well, see, wow. If you listen to my show, I've I've never said that. I don't. I don't. I don't know where. where, yeah, where I've that never, comes. Said, I've that, never said that. But I personally, I don't believe that there's. I, I don't think we're at a point where we're at systemic racism anymore in this country. Like I do believe there are racists and racism yes. that's still that's still pervasive in this country. I just don't think it's 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 on on a whole the way. A lot of people like the Phils, Blue Island, the, the Chris. What's the other Sean from Sean Crown, from Crown Point, Point of, of, of how they believe? I still believe it. It exists. It does exist. When I ran, I got called all type of n words. Right. <laughs> so I, I know it's still there. Well, I'm, you know, I'm I, I, about I, keeping you from advancing. Right. Things that keep right. you from advancing. Right. And you know, uh, I am. I'm a former colleague. You know, saying. Uh, you know, even though you was a case manager and I was working a GED class in there. Uh, out in Harvey, Illinois. Uh, but you know, you know, keeping people from advancing. Yeah, there are uh, these things, these ceilings. That are, I've been in the plumbing industry for twelve years. There is a glass ceiling when dealing with black plumbers. Yeah, this is a sit in it's Wait a minute, is this Al or Mark? This is Mark. You yeah. got to go my alias. Yeah, that's right. I'm, okay, I was about to say. Well, you know. I interviewed uh, Larry Elder once yeah. um, for Freedom Journal magazine, and he said something that I thought was so profound. Yeah. He says, this is not our grandfather's America. This is not 1962 not. or 1958 America. We have come further 
because of our yeah. our tenacious pursuit of freedom yeah. that we are not what we were before. Yeah. And I think it's a disservice when we try to pretend I know as though we're as helpless as we were in 1962. Racism is, is dominating and keeping you from doing whatever you want to do. We have the best opportunity now than ever before. Yeah. Now, be quickly, we go into your because we got to get Gino on. See, the, the, the Rhino uh, comment comes right into what we're talking about right now. You call me and John Rhinos, you call Ricky Show, called us Rhinos, and whatever other show calling us Rhinos. But yet, I'm talking about principles. How can you say, come on Sean's show and, and this show and talk about, you'll vote for Richard Irvin, a snake in the grass, a double talker, uh, a smooth talker. You said you'll vote case. for only Richard reason Irvin. You mad, only reason you mad about Irvin is he is the one that got the bag. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not mad. I don't care about the money. That's the reason why you're mad, because he got the bag. Wrong. <laughs> no, we can't stand. I got to get Gino on the phone. I know this guy, and yeah. I've known him for quite some time now. Now that I know who it is, now I got the voice. I heard the voice now. Now I know you. Next time I see you, I'm going to pop you upside your head. You know that, right? <laughs> but I, I really I really do know why he, he's, yeah. he wanted to vote for me. Thanks so much, Al. Because Al heard that commercial that said he looks like me, a people that looks like me and thinks like us, and that – Got him to be, get behind Richard I'm Irving. Okay with that. That's the identity politics okay. game, and you know how much I yeah, hate that. I do, but but but, but, but that's but, a valid point. It's a valid point, though, because here's yeah. the deal. Here's the deal. The Republican Party wasn't always inviting. There's that's no, right. There's no Christina's running. There's no Mike Solomon. There's no. I mean, you have to address that stuff. Is real, Gino. Gino, I'm sorry. I'll keep you on to the end of the show. Um, um just hold on, uh, because we got to go to break. But that's why you got Geno Youngs, Natasha Fields, Stephanie Trussell's. Mm-hmm. I, I, listen, I told you, we have to acknowledge the the, the 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 fact that people are black running in the Republican Party. But that's where it ends. We don't use that as our crutch. That it has to be acknowledged. That's at right. Least. It's, it's about the issues and not your no, skin complexion or okay, your race. But guess what? That's okay. But guess what? Very long. Very long. The reason why line. black people are not, we should the Republican Party should be inundated with black people. Right. But they're afraid of the historical and aspect that of the Republican Party. And that, and that matters. matters. And you have to address that. You listen to the black and right. Gino, hold the line. We'll be right back. And now, more black and right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Just switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Life too short, go spoil yourself. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker, the Bishop, and who, who, oh, we got to come up with a nickname. Oh, Christina. Oh, she stuck around. Even thinking. <clears throat> she future stuck around. Senator. Oh, future senator. Okay. There it is. You can have it. Nah, we got to come up with something, something better. better. <laughs> we'll think about it. We'll, we'll. You know, one of the things, um, I think I was on, were you with me when we interviewed Gino Young I on the yes. Sean Thompson show? Yes. Is, yes. is that where we introduced? But I've been following his social media platform uh, on Facebook, and the kid is everywhere. He's something else. I saw him yesterday. Yeah, he is everywhere. <laughs> and I call him, I mean, soul brother, because he looked like Don Cornelius. He's from know, the 70s, young, man. Oh, Don, I love his fro. Yeah, from the 70s. a young Don Cornelius, <laughs> yeah. man. But, but, but to hear him, what, what we just went, how we went to break, mm-hmm. he wasn't always a, a Republican. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Gino, welcome back to Black, welcome to Black and Right, I should say. 
what was it about the the Democrat Party that made you leave and come to the Republican Party? Well, thanks for having me. Um, what made me leave that party was when I really realized the lie. Uh, I realized that um, there were a bunch of promises that were made by Barack Obama, who was our first, who was our first black president. Um, and he made a lot of promises to our community, but he didn't really keep any of them. He made promises to um, the LGBTQ community. He made promises to the, you know, DACA Dreamers, all these different communities. And he kept those promises. Yeah. But the different things they said initially when he ran the first time to the black community, he didn't keep any of those promises. And, you know, it just took me a while. And that's just a microcosm of it. But then I began to, you know, um, study on my own. I didn't learn in school, of course, but I just really began to self-educate myself. And uh, as I read Mark Levin and, you know, um, other thinkers like that, I started to find out that it was, in fact, the Democratic Party that was the original party of um, slavery and Jim Crow. And so um, that's really how I woke up. But, I mean, like I've said it a billion times, but where I really had that epiphany was when Donald Trump, you know, asked the question, what do you have to lose to the black community? Yeah. And, and, and I, I should say, I should tell, tell people what you're running for. You're running for Congress in the first congressional district, uh, trying to replace um, the, one of the longest running members, Bobby Rush in the first <laughs> congressional. But what, what you, you're going door to door. I've seen you go out door to door with, um, Natasha, Natasha Fields. Natasha Fields yeah. Uh, what, what is, what's the message you guys are taking? Cause you guys are in the hood in the hood of the hoods. Oh, yeah. What's the message you're taking, and is it resonating? Um, it is, but you, the main thing, you know, the, the main thing we're doing right now is really just planting the seed and, and just praying, you know, that God will do the rest, because all we have to do biblically is just tell the people and plant the seed, but the sentiment on the streets is this. They know there's a problem. They know that um, the Biden administration has lied to them. That's why he is now underwater with um, the black community in every regard. They realize that he lied to them, but the problem and the disconnect comes where they really don't know where to fix it or how to fix it, and that's what we come in. We try to explain to them, um, you know, um, and not just using partisan politics, but we try to explain to them policies that are to their detriment. And the things that are being done right now, whether it's um, gas prices or food prices, all that's being done because of what he did to our energy independence. And he wants to blame it on Russia, which is nothing but a lie. Um, So, I mean... Just small little things like that, really focusing in on those kitchen table issues and um, education with the kids, because that's also a strong um, point in a lot of these communities. We're trying to wake them up to the uh, sexualization of the children in the um, Chicago public schools and throughout the rest of the state. Um, So those are the types of conversations that we have, and it's actually really effective. And people listen. Now, I'm not going to act like it's all, you know, sunshines and limousines. I mean, people do get combative. Mm -hmm. We had a person yesterday who had had too much to drink and started yelling and screaming and swearing at us. So, I mean, that was, you know, you realize you're speaking to a fool and you just keep on walking. But um, predominantly, people are very receptive. Even if they don't like what we're saying, they stop and they listen because they realize that there is a problem. Well, yeah, that was actually going to be my question. I just told Latasha Fields just yesterday how I really appreciate you guys being out on the street and you all are bringing a message to the people. And I saw you guys over in Humboldt Park or wherever. But my question is, how are people, especially with the situation as it is now, with the inflation, gas prices, and all of those things, do you find it's easier to be able to present the conservative point of view to that? Are people more readily listening to that? And are you getting good response from people when you offer your solutions? Honestly, I can't say that it's easier because, you know, 86 years um, we've had Democrats in this area, and mm. specifically in the 1st District, so... It's a lot of, you know, for lack of a better word, it's a lot, a lot of deprogramming that yeah. definitely needs to be done. And really just talking to people and trying to break down these strongholds 
these, you know, mentally, physically, um, even spiritually, the, the bondage that we've been put in by the Democratic Party. So it's not an easy task. But when we do mention inflation and gas and food, when we mention gas and food, that's like the point where, you, you know, the ears perk up. We've got them at that point right. because they realize that there's a problem. All right. Well, Gino, you know, I want to hold you for the for the break. I'm sorry. I thought you threw me off there. Vilan. I thought you had a question, um, but I want to hold you over for the after the break, because uh, I want people to know where they can find you and, and, and if you got any events coming up. Uh, but I, I really do see you as somebody that's that's a, a bright star. Yes. And I hope I hope sustainability is part of what you're trying to do, that no matter what happens in this in this race. That you become a voice that can be um, that can really start speaking yep. um, to the powers that be here in the state of Illinois, uh, because you're bold. You're not afraid to to, to, to speak your truth, even if it it, if, if they may become offended. So that's one of the things I really, really, really am very been impressed about you. Listening to you speak, watching your your Facebook postings, um, I really hope you don't um, you stick around because I think you can have a bright future here in the state of Illinois. Uh, we're talking Thank with G- you. Gino Young, who's running for the 1st Congressional District. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Let that marinate, Blonde. Yeah. I didn't make it Check it out. Hey, wait, hey, 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 put the other um, earphone on over your ear. Yeah, get the stereo. Get that. You hear that? You hear that? <laughs> Let that marinate. Okay. My mind's on out. Welcome back to Black and White Radio <laughs> on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, before the break, we were talking with Gino Young, who's running for the first congressional seat, um, long held by Bobby Rush, Bobby L. Rush. Uh, I'm still glad Bobby beat Obama, though. <laughs> I'm still glad Obama. Uh, I actually helped with that when when Obama ran against Bobby Rush. You did, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right oh on. yeah. Um, right <laughs> not white. <laughs> I haven't always been a Republican, and, I, and I'm okay with that. That's right. Because I, I I've been a part of both parties. I know how they operate. Yep. Me too. Um, Especially, and and I'm sorry, Democrats are, they 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 work harder and they're more tactical. When you just said what you said between Bobby Rush and Obama, huh? you know what came, went through my mind? What? It makes absolutely no difference who became president. Obama. Obama. So it doesn't make. What well, delayed is delay, it delayed his ability to become president? Doesn't make a difference. <laughs> You're so cynical. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, Gino. Whatever, uh, Gino. I, he needs some hope. Is, is, is Illinois worth worth fighting for and worth saving? Yes, absolutely. Um, the, Illinois has some of the kindest people. Um, that's one of the things I've noticed the most on the campaign trail. The people here are so kind, even if they're across the aisle on the other side. You know, a lot of people just don't know. And a lot of people um, in Illinois, they're just, you know, they're just kind of bogged down and just beaten down by the system. They just don't think that it can get any better. But that's why I just encourage everyone to go out there and to vote. I mean, we, you can't complain if you sit back and, um, and choose not to participate. You just can't. So I just encourage everyone on June 28th to get out there and vote. And, yes, Illinois is definitely worth saving, and it's definitely saveable. Okay, sir, I heard you say about uh, say something about over-sexualizing our kids. What are you going to yeah. do to stop that from happening if you get elected? Yes, well, unfortunately, that's a state issue. Um, I'm running federally, but um, I'll definitely put pressure on um, st- um, state govern- uh, the state government um, 
the, the local state reps, state senators, as well as um, whomever the governor is um, from, from D.C., I'll definitely put um, a lot of uh, pressure on them to do something about that. But that's why our state and local elections are so important, and people cannot overlook that. A lot of people, if, if it's not a president running, they don't care. But you have to watch who you're putting in office, because at the state level, that impacts you close, more closely than anything out in D.C. Yeah. ever will. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, where can people find you? You got anything coming up, any fundraisers, any um, events that you attend? Yes. Uh, yes, um, on tomorrow, actually, I'll be out in New Lenox at the Save America Conference. Um, I believe it's being held at uh, Key Firearms. I'll be there at 3 o'clock. Also, um, you can follow my page because I'll be having a meet and greet at a church out in, in Homer, Homer Glen on tomorrow as well. The name of the church, uh, it eludes me at the moment, but you can follow my page. I'll definitely have the name up there by this afternoon. And on Wednesday, you can, follow, you can find me um, in New Lenox again at um, Felicity Joy's event that she's going to be having out in New Lenox. All right, and where can people find you? What's your website? Oh, you can find me at www.genoyoung.com, or you can find me anytime at Geno for Congress at, on Twitter and Facebook, get, uh, Gitter, and um, Truth Social. All right, Geno Young, candidate for the 1st Congressional District. Thank you so much for joining us on Black and Right. Yeah, God bless you, man. Thanks. All right. God bless you, too. Thanks for All having right. me. Young soldier. Yeah, he's sharp, too. Man. Young soldier. Sharp. Dude, all right, what? What, what about Al is still bothering He's sitting over here I'm not going to let any rhino like Al tell me I need to fall in line with a snake like Richard Irvin playing identity politics, and I'm just going to fall in line with a corrupt, a corrupt person that's running to be governor of this state. Corrupt begets corrupt. Darren Bailey. Okay, a true conservative that wants the best for Illinois, not some slick politician like Richard Irvin. You feel better now? Yeah. Okay. Less coffee next week for you, sir. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank to Susan <laughs> Hathaway Altman, Christina. Thanks so much yeah, for joining thanks for us. Saying, Gino thank you Young, yeah. Hoff Daddy. It was always great to have you on the boards, man. I always you love lie. It. No, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna need you guys to go out and win. We need we need to change yes. the tide of, of yes. Illinois. Go win. Good, Good luck. luck. Bishop, Good luck. Good luck. Bishop Troublemaker. Thanks so much for joining me. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.